0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the ninth episode of the Lions podcast So I am here to be completely honest with you, and doing this podcast has been so much fun, but it's not been exactly how I've wanted it to run. I've wanted it to be more personal and close to the students and the student life to get students more involved. And I'm changing the podcast, and that is how it's going to be from now on. I'm going to have people come on and talk about student life, whether it's it be about clubs, working classes or whatever it may be. Episodes may be longer, they may be shorter. No longer going to, going to be doing the sports or news unless it's very important or urgent or asked for me to do from the staff. I'm going to be doing one takes. So I'm not going to try to make the audio flawless because that's not what a podcast is. Our students, especially myself, we're flawed. Everyone's flawed and I want the podcast to reflect that. So please, if you have any feedback, give it to me. Email me. Send in a voice memo over Anchor, which is the website I record this on. Find me in person. And give me critiques on it. I want to hear what the students have to say. I want to hear what the staff have to say about this. This is my passion project, and I, I love it so much, and I want to do it correctly. I want to make people happy with it. I want to make people enjoy this podcast. So please send in that criticism. It means everything to me. So I'm done with introducing the next segments. But in order to help move this along, I'm just going to say we're moving into what was originally the interview segment of episode nine. This is now almost the entirety of episode nine. I'm sitting down with Michael Morris, who actually gave me the idea to make this more student-orientated and student-inclusive. And I completely agree with him. So thank you so much, Michael. And now, let's hear the interview. All right, so today I'm sitting down with... um,
1: Michael Morris. I'm a senior at Louisa County High School.
0: And today we're talking about Mainstage. So how would you describe Mainstage? Like, what is it?
1: Mainstage? I mean, to me, Mainstage is... More for the advanced actors in the school who uh, put on the fall and spring semesters uh, productions. That's what Mainstage is. And Mainstage is also sort of a weird collection of people that form a family.
0: So how did you join Mainstage?
1: I joined Mainstage in eighth grade when I auditioned. It was me and five other eighth graders that made it. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I went in, I said a monologue, I sang, got awfully may I add, and yeah, that's how I joined.
0: So what was your first show and how did it prepare you for any future shows?
1: My first show was He Hears Voices. I got the main role, well, quotation marks around main because nobody was really in main in that. And... It didn't really like, prepare me for anything. It just sort of set the precedent. This is what I'm going to expect. And throughout my years, what I've expected from theater has constantly been changing because not every single show is like the last one. Not all the rules are the same. Some are bent. Some are twisted. Some are just forgotten. And yeah.
0: So going off of that, what would you say has been your favorite show that you have produced or been oh. in?
1: My favorite show. Well, my favorite show in the sense of my best show would be Sound of Music. My favorite show as in to be in, to be a part of, because it was really fun, would be the Great Appalachian storytelling contest. Yeah.
0: Um, why would it why was uh, that your favorite show? Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> in the Great Appalachian, it was a very ensemble-based show. So we were just all moving around, cracking jokes with people. Like, I remember one time it was me and uh, another actor on stage. We weren't even paying attention. We were just so deep in our characters. And we had, uh, what is it, like the moonshine jars. And we had it filled with water. And we were just cracking jokes about apple pie moonshine. And it was even uh, so in-depth with what we were doing that but judged on the second level of competition, even commented on it. And it was just this... I don't know. I can't explain it. It was just so fun and so nice to be in that show.
0: So would you say that's your that's been your favorite role to play, or what's been your favorite role?
1: <laughs> no, that's not my favorite role. I hated that role. It was just <laughs> fun. <laughs> my favorite role... I don't know. My best role was definitely... The gall lighter and sound and music. My favorite role to be in. Ooh, that's very hard. Like my favorite role just to be in and like hang around and like just do that character 24/7 would probably be the Grinch during Susuko the Musical. Just because I mean it's it's the Grinch. How can you not have fun doing that role?
0: I mean, yeah, I get that. That's yeah. I,
1: I don't know, that's Oh, no.
0: So, what has been your most memorable moment from main stage?
1: My memorable moment?
0: School appropriate, of course.
1: School appropriate, of course. Dang, that just cuts them down. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I'm sorry, folks. I have to to sort through my school rules real quick to find out what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Oh, no, I guess... When the lights came on during my first show here, we were doing He Voices, and I was having to wear like this mask that we molded for my face. So when the lights came on, all I saw was bright white light. And I just instantly went into what I was supposed to do. And it was about 30 seconds after that, I blacked out and I was just in muscle memory. Like, my body was there, and it was doing everything perfectly, but my brain was just shut off. And I remember there's this one scene where my wife left me because, long story short, essentially my character went down to, like, this deep depression. He was beaten up, robbed, all nine yards. So my wife left me, and I remember, like, waking up from my blackout to, like, crying inside my mask and she the character was also crying and the actress that was playing her she was also crying and that one that one will forever be like my most memorable moment just having like that shock of coming to and I'm like oh wow I'm in the middle of a show <laughs>
0: I, I get that. I mean, I get that with marching band. There was yeah. one competition I went on, and I and when we came off field, I was like, "Wait, did we just perform?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, what? And I was, yeah. it it's was, like, I was astounded.
1: <laughs> it's like that blackout. You just go into muscle memory, like sounding music. It was one of the, I believe it was the Saturday production that we did, and the guy that played the captain, whatever is captain Von Trapp or whatever his yeah. name is. Uh, Matt Kersey messed up his line. He's supposed to be introducing me to his friend or his cousin, I can't remember. So he says my name which was Hair Zeller, also known as the Goglider. So he's like ah, oh, Hair Zeller. And he points to his brother calling him Hair Zeller. And then he looks at me and he goes, can I introduce you to, and he realizes it's his mistake. And that's when I came to from that blackout and I was like, what? <laughs> and he just looked at me and I was like, Here Deltweiler. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is what we're doing. And I looked over and I see my director, good old Jolita Hopkins, in the pit laughing as hard as she can, silently, covering up her mic, just like biting her fist, trying not to make a sound. <laughs> and we're just like there for awkward. I don't know. It felt, to me, like an hour, but it must have been like 10 seconds. And that one, that was just fun.
0: Wow. So how would you describe main stage in three words? Oh, God.
1: Main stage in three words.
0: (laughs) I know. It's a hard question. I know. (laughs) Everyone struggles with it.
1: It's it's not all the glitz and glamour. It's not all
0: the fun. No, no,
1: no. Not the stage makeup. Shut up, David. Come on. (laughs) It's not it's not the fun that everybody the fun. Yeah, that's romantically correct. It's not what everybody expects it to be. Some people join in and go, oh wow, and think that in their head that they're like some big star. But in reality, if you look at the people that have been doing it for a long time, you can sort of tell there's a difference between that professionalism and that I'm gonna just gonna say. Amateur white persona. I don't know grammatically is that correct. Who knows?
0: Works. Yeah. Works.
1: works. It works in my sense. So I guess with describing that, I would say it's very contrasting and almost very uh very contradicting in a sense. Then my second word. Well, I'm gonna make this a phrase because you know, good old Michael Morris here, I don't really follow rules. It's tyrannical. You don't have a vote. If Ms. Hopkins says you're going to do something, you're going to do something. If she says, oh, we're going to do a wrinkle in time, you can't fight it. Like, yeah, you can complain, you can protest, you can hold up a sign that says, I'm a little unhappy about this. But at the end of the day, It's a dictatorship, and she's in charge. And maybe, if you're lucky, you can be one of the people that she goes to. Or you can be one of the people that tries to force themselves onto everything. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Then, the third phrase. It's going to piggyback off of my second phrase. You don't get a freedom of speech. The community around the school dictates what shows we do. Because there's a couple of shows that I personally would love to do, that I know we would have amazing people to do. But because of the society and the school, and the society and the community around the school, we're not able to do those shows. Because one of the shows, I'm just going to give you an example, and I'm sorry, folks, I'm saying because I'm like a lot, but hey, Michael Moore is here. What do you want? It works. It works. Grammatically is it correct? No, but it works. One of the shows that I want to do, it's called Kinky Boots.
0: <laughs> yes. It's
1: about a transgender man, female. I don't know. I don't
0: transgender it's wife, individual.
1: Transgender individual <laughs> who goes into business with a shoe factory owner. And they start making these red high heel boots for other transgender individuals, because biologically a male has more weight than a female, so female heels can't support the weight of a male. I would love to do that. That would be a funny show to do. If you don't know who Jamari Harris is, you need to meet him. Imagine him and a nice red dress wearing red heels. Come on. They this come boy. all the
0: way up to his knee, too. Oh,
1: yes. I'm sorry, too. Like, some of the heels they're are, knee like, high knee high. high. Some of them are mid-thigh highs. Like, like,
0: they're tall boots.
1: They are tall, kinky boots. <laughs> and just seeing my boy Jamori in there, singing his song, strutting his Come on. That would be funny. So because that community is not fully okay with that type of show, is now fully okay with that type of humor, we can't do that. So therefore, our freedom of speech is very, very limited to based on what the community around us says is okay. Because after all, our community is the community that supports us the most economically um, with building our set, with helping us with costumes. So we need that community, but we're also limited by that community.
0: I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I
1: don't know, that's that's a lot of, I don't know.
0: All right, well, thank you for sitting down with me, Michael. Do you have any lasting remarks or questions or anything else you want to say?
1: I do have a question. So I'm looking at uh, where all of the viewers for this is. We have one guy in Canada, in Ontario. Bro, what's up? Like, send us a message. I'm actually very interested. What do you think about this school?
0: I mean, yeah, you can send in voice messages. So, like, send in a voice message. I'll play it. We'll react to it. And, like, it's just something that makes everyone get more involved. It's really fun. And I want to see what people's opinions on the Pridecast are. Like... Is it just cringy? Is it just is it just something you listen to in the background? Or do you actually like listening to it?
1: Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. I'm very curious. Send us messages. We're interested. Well, we, Danny is. I, no, I'm interested. I there mean, yeah,
0: go. you're going to start listening, right?
1: We'll see. <laughs> yes, I'll start listening, awesome. Danny. I'll make thank it you. now 21% people in Mineral.
0: Thank you. All
1: right. All right. See you, folks.
0: So before I officially end this episode of the Pridecast, I want to leave you guys with a question. What did you guys like better or worse about this episode? Was it just like, do you like hearing the news and the sports? Do you like just hearing the interview and the witty jokes that Michael makes? I mean, he's a pretty witty guy. But you just, do you like this in turn better or do you like what I was doing before better? I want to know. So please... Find out some way to contact me, whether it's you find me in the hallway, you find me in class, you email me, whatever. I want to hear it, but thank you anyway for tuning in, listening, and I hope you enjoy the brand new Lions Pridecast.